Hello and welcome back to Beers with Buds. I'm your host, Andrew Freeman, the Canvas Sommelier. Today, I'm joined by my new bud all the way from Oakland, Joe Newding. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me and thanks for hosting me at dinner last night. You're so welcome. You're actually the very first guest I've ever had that's actually been to dinner, which is so crazy. A lot of people have come on before they've done the dinner experience, but nobody's ever been able to talk about the dinner after doing it. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah. I had an epic 420 yesterday here in Calgary. That's awesome to hear because you wouldn't think that somebody from California would have an epic 420 in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm telling you. I mean, I had some really great hosts. I love it. I had a high tea party in the morning and then an afternoon party and then our our pairings, you know, our dinner last night. What are we calling it? The Elevated Dining Series. The Elevated Dining Series, yes. It was really great. We have to be elusive with our marketing uh, in Canada. If we say anything to do with cannabis or any, any of those terms puts us at a huge liability to get in trouble for trafficking drugs. Well, and it feels like everybody's worried about getting in trouble in Canada. So everybody follows the rules. <laughs> right. We're all too polite. That's why absolutely everybody just stands in a line. If you see a line, you'll just stand in it to find out what's at the front. And I feel like that's like following the rules with cannabis right now where everybody's paving the way in California. It's the absolute wild west and people just do what they want from prop 64 to 216 and everything in between it was yeah. just such madness and here it was like oh, i'll just wait and see if the rules are all right for me to play well yeah i mean i have people a lot of times that are listeners from canada to my show and they do talk about how they wish people were more out and loud and proud with their cannabis consumption here but from what i've experienced over the last several days it really is like everything i went to yesterday they were all private gatherings Mm -hmm. and there's not like a main central kind of database where you can find out all the cannabis events and happenings cannabiseventsca and leafly slash events canada okay well (laughs) done i didn't know that i couldn't find anything so yeah it's 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 a little bit hidden because there really isn't that much the reality is is that these have to be private parties or else there's a, a, a massive legal issue. Like even what I did last night with the LVA Dying Series is very gray area and it's how I'm continuing my activism inside of a legal framework because without cannabis dining regulations and nobody uh, serving cannabis and wine and infused dining, how can anybody ever write those regulations and do their duty of care to give somebody that experience safely um, if nobody's doing it in the gray area so right so you're doing these parties and then you're also trying to get involved in the local government to get this stuff pushed through or <laughs> no, what I what are you to, doing i used to go and pigeonhole mlas and mps um i was really fortunate when i first got into cannabis uh i was 16 i met this lady who had gone through breast cancer she was actually going through breast cancer for a third time which is terrible um And she was too debilitated to grow medicine, but she had worked in the auditor general's office very high up in politics Mm -hmm. and was very informed and passionate about cannabis and cannabis consumption um, and normalizing cannabis. So she really taught me um, how to, well, she didn't talk, she indoctrinated me into being her lobbyist and showing what a cannabis consumer, uh, an educated, eloquent cannabis consumer looks like even from a young age. But at this point, I have no intention of putting that target on my back again. (laughs) Yeah. 
you should tell people what you do. I forgot. We we jumped right in. Give them your bio. Tell them tell them all about casually baked and, and yeah, that whole. Yeah, sure. Role. I am a cannabis lifestyle guide in the Bay Area in California, and so I teach people how to onboard into a cannabis for wellness lifestyle. Cool. Um, you know, it's either somebody who's new into cannabis, or it could be someone who's been consuming for twenty years, but. They don't know what CBD is, or they don't know all these different methods of consumption. They've just been kind of an old school flower guy. Fair and enough. so, yeah, I, I just kind of walk the walk and I show people what that responsible cannabis consumer looks like. And I use Casually Baked the podcast as my platform to just be out loud and proud and help people kind of become cannabis Sherpas in their own community, you know, like showing people how they might be able to change the culture in their town, start conversations, you know, and that's awesome. Yeah, it's I fun. love that you put in for wellness. You're a cannabis lifestyle guide for wellness because it's amazing thinking about cannabis as a wellness product and as a medicinal product and as a recreational product. It's really, um, transcends all of these different genres of, of how it can be used in day-to-day -day life. Totally. And I, you know, I tell people there are three keys to having a positive experience with cannabis, mindfulness, microdosing, and your willingness to experiment. Okay. And in order to do all of those things, you have to be really intentional with your use. And mm -hmm. so for me, that's what cannabis for wellness means. Like I'm intentionally using this plant Maybe it might be just to have a good time at a concert, right? but it very well could also be because you have social anxiety and that's what makes you have a better time at the concert. So it's really kind of dialing down what that reason is. That's really interesting that intent now plays into set and setting. I love mm -hmm. the idea of intent actually, because I, I say it all the time. 97% of people should consume cannabis recreationally. And there's 3% that I truly think it really helps in their day-to-day -day lives every single day when consuming more than just a microdose. Well, and I'm like, where did that 97 and 3% comes from? That's just such an odd... I'm just kind of, just through my conversations with people and seeing what, um, you know, there's there's a medical facade everywhere that has a medical system just so people won't get in trouble with cannabis. And I think if we actually looked at the data, it, it's a really small group that is medicinally using it i think there's a hard line between medicinal and a wellness product because a lot of a lot of people now as a recreational substance it can be looked at as an over-the-counter wellness supplement. well and that's what i just think the intent. word recreational is just silly because it's adult use or it's medical like right you know and this is the big conversation in california adult use people do not say recreational it's adult use and that's the vocabulary that mm -hmm ends the stigma and perpetuates normalization. Yeah, because recreational sounds like, you know, I mean, I do like to get high and go to the playground and swing, but yeah. like that would be recreational consumption for me. Totally. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, recreational vehicle. Am I just going to get stoned and get on my ATV? <laughs> No, that's, that's amazing. So did you try any legal cannabis since you've been here? Oh, yeah. I mean, I found a, a bartender today at the restaurant and was like, um, when we leave, we're going to have leftovers. So we'll drop by and bring you a package. <laughs> yeah, everyone we've met, they, you know, bringing us a couple of nugs here and there, wanting us to try different things. I got some amazing Moroccan hash. That's awesome, which is totally yeah. illegal. Hash, oh, hash right. edibles, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's legal. The only thing that's legal is dried flour that comes in one of these silly containers with the duty seal. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. And I, I have been to a dispensary, checked out. Cannabis retail store. We can't call them dispensaries. See, this is so silly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so yes, all of this is, it's very interesting to see how the packaging is what a disaster. so sterile and and so wasteful. Right, um, and well, even the just the lack of marketing and branding, the idea that your THC symbol has to be as big as your uh, marketing brand, you have, you can only have one color on the entire package, and your warning label has to be a specific size of the entire label, so it really limits... Um, and the type font has to be, it can't be below a, a, an eight or a six. So it's just, everybody's stuck. And how can you have brand identity when everybody has right. the same plain package? It's, yeah. it, it, it seems unfair. You know what the other crazy thing is, is that uh, you're not allowed to pack with nitrogen or any inert gases. So there's no way to keep cannabis fresh inside these packages. I've seen a lot of those Bovida packages, packets yeah. around here. Yeah. And it's, two well, it's 0% humidity here. Yeah. And I know my skin is hating me right now understandably i i go <laughs> i go anywhere else and i'm like just an oily mess i'm like oh this is terrible take me back to alberta oh no it, i mean i you can definitely tell um that the the weather is different but the um in fact some of the bud that i got one of the growers that had given it to me he was saying he was trying out a new curing method. Okay. And so it was still um, a little sticky, almost the texture that you would, traditional tobacco that you would smoke in a pipe. Okay. And so he was like, you know, leave these packets open overnight. Well, I left those along with another one that was traditionally cured. Yeah. And when I went to smoke that this morning, it was just crumbling. Yeah. yeah. It's it not happened the sticky really icky. fast. Yeah. It's not. The first time I went to California, I was amazed. I had heard all these rappers, and then it made sense when it when it touched my fingers. I was like, "Oh, it really is the sticky icky icky." <laughs> and no matter what you do, if you leave your bag open overnight, you know sometimes you come back and your weed's too moist. And it was like that was the nicest blessing. Rolling, being able to roll blunts without a grinder. I, people th think I'm so weird. I come to the states and I bring a grinder with me. Oh no, a grinder is imperative. I think it's imperative. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you got to get that even texture. Agreed. You get that nice airflow. You don't have to burn it as much. It kind of slow burns on its own. It's the responsible way to smoke, people. It is the responsible way to smoke. <laughs> it's much better, and you're not getting your finger oils all over it. That's always the grossest part. I think about it. it's just covering everything thing in my finger well i mean if you take public transportation in san francisco you would be worried about that too so Ugh. i get it i get it rolling joints on the on the seat in the what's the public transportation in san francisco called bart bart what mm -hmm. does that stand for bay area rapid transit oh bay area <laughs> e40 it's amazing i love it so much i had a friend we drove to Coachella Fest. Actually, we didn't drive. We flo flew this time, which is fitting since Coachella's going on right now. And Kanye Mest did a surprise thing today. Anyways, um, we drove down, or we flew down, and I had a huge group. And my buddies from Vancouver, who I'd met coincidentally at Coachella the year before, were like, man, we're flying into Oakland so that we can go meet this guy who just sells weed to rappers. And I'm like, what? And this is... 2014 2015 so girl scout cookies had just become like the big thing it was very trendy not every shelf had it and uh they they flew they flew into oakland so that they could drive another seven hours south just so they could meet this guy for girl scout cookies and i love that oakland is a great place to uh procure your cannabis mm -hmm. 
I like it. I mean, you can't walk around downtown Oakland without smelling bud. I love that idea. And it's dank. It's so dank. Yeah. But I've had some really great experiences here. Now, the stuff that's in the stores there, it's pretty low dose THC that's left on the shelves and the high CBD, low THC kind of blends. Mm -hmm. Um, But the stuff that I got from just some other growers that I I had yesterday, pretty tasty. Some giant colas, good looking looking cannabis around here. There's a lot of great cannabis. It's just still so hidden underground. Yeah. That's kind of the big conversation going on is how do you get a micro grower this guy that's been doing it really well for 25 years into the system so that he can have um seed to sale track and trace in uh in a canvas retail store everything here has to go through the government before it goes to the we don't have our co-packer is only the government and then it goes out yeah so you have a yours has to go through a distributor Mm -hmm. too and that's the way we are but it's there's a there's a really cool hustle in california because you can have these co-packing facilities that are privately owned and you and the way that i understand it it's been explained to me through the guys is that in these co-packers they'll put a testing lab multiple brands Mm -hmm. and, and then basically once you have this co-packing facility set up and you're registered there you can go and buy cannabis I don't know now with 214, is that the one that came into effect? 64 to 214? for the No, it was Prop 215 and now Prop 64 is the... Okay, right. So when 64 happened, things got a little bit dicier, but for the longest time, you could just go into somebody's basement, buy all their cannabis, take it to your co-packer, test it there, and then say, yeah, it's good, put it on the market. That was co-packed at this facility, tested, tried, true cannabis. Hell, I don't know. I mean, I do know that there are... Um, a lot of facilities, you know, that are helping these smaller craft growers, mm-hmm. uh, like in, in Humboldt County, uh, Flocana has created a facility that it is uh, storage for these farmers. It is, you know, where you can, it's trimming the bud, creating the the joints and all the things and, you know, being labeled under this Flocana brand. And, and so, yeah, it's... A co-op. Right. Yes. And it is, it's seed to sale straight from that one facility. So you, you know, the whole concept being that, you know, the, the bud gets, um, gets tested in a facility that's just like right across the road, you yeah. know? So like it's all in the same facility. So it cuts out a lot of that transportation and a lot of the middlemen and hopefully, you I didn't know, know the cost. Flocana was a co-op actually. And it makes sense why they have so much market share now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and they've just, you know, they really are trying to um, give these craft growers, these second and third generation growers who, you know, are the OGs. They're trying mm-hmm. to give them an opportunity to compete with these really big, massive growers that are coming in now that, you know. OG Kush. I want to give this one because I've never said this on the podcast. OG Kush is actually Ocean Grown Kush, not Original Gangster. Just right. so everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, Ocean Grown. As I have my, my California homegirl in... <laughs> Here, you came in with the Humboldt Seed Co. hoodie on. I was like, yeah, hopefully we get that OG line so I can drop that little knowledge nugget on everybody. <laughs> well, I kept telling people, you know, I'm, this woman I met yesterday, Dorianne, I mean, she's, I said, she's a Canadian OG. And this kid, Connor, at the VM was like, nobody says that here. What? Yeah. I was like, well, she's been 
a part of the cannabis scene longer than you've been alive. So I'm going to call her an OG. He's just not homied up. <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't grow up in South Calgary, obviously, because we're definitely stacked with OGs down here. <laughs> this is where it is. You go far north or far south, OGs, anywhere in the center, they're just hipsters. That's So tell me, you know, you're the first millennial, um, ex- uh, well, what should I say? You're the um, the youngest person that I've had a deeper conversation about the culture with here. Awesome. Most of the people I've been talking to over the last several days are, you know, I'm 42. They're older than me. And so I want to know what your opinion is of this Calgary culture. Because from what I understand, you came from Vancouver. No, I'm born You've, and raised in Calgary. I moved to you, Vancouver for a few months. Just oh, to grow just a cannabis, few months. Okay. Came right back. Okay. All right. So then, yeah, you're born and raised. So tell me what this culture is like. There's nothing here. Can't, Calgary is is a really stale cannabis. I, for one, I hate cannabis culture. Uh, I don't like bongs and joints and like collections of... I don't like the idea of a sesh and everybody smoking a ton of cannabis and and just that whole world that's not like nice and clean and elegant never really attracted me. So as far as the culture that I want, it does I don't it doesn't really exist anywhere but in kind of Los Angeles it seems right now. So um, well but, but then you're pigeonholing culture into yeah. You're saying it's that stoner culture. Yeah, you there's, don't there's stoner culture everywhere, right? You know, sure. there there will forever be that market of people that spend, you know, the 80/20 rule, the 80% or uh uh 20% of your customers spend eight, are 80% of your business. Yeah. And there's always that 20% and that 20% is rooted in tradition and a lot of the times that tradition brings the stereotypes that negatively affect what a cannabis consumer looks like um, or is 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 uh, portrayed as. And that's one of the big reasons why I don't really agree or fit in in that culture. Now, to say that it's not alive and well, um, well, I don't think it is. I don't, there's, you know, I used to work uh, at Calgary's premier glass store uh the next level there's three stores and they sell fine glass art and other places you know that art moves if people are purchasing it um you know there's not and we're talking about all kinds of glass pieces yeah we're talking anything okay. from a 500 to uh, you know fifty thousand dollar bong um, i get too high to use a bong like that i would I mean, I'd just like get I accidentally relax my hand and drop glass on the ground. Oh no, you don't. You don't do that when you're session fifty thousand dollar bongs. Like, I know exactly. Don't give it to me. Yeah, there's been some crazy. We've had some crazy sessions. Uh, so yeah, I, I should. It's interesting because the culture is extremely small, and the culture that I live in of the essential oils and all this really the the word heady is kind of what we all use and it's this one percent of cannabis culture where we're only smoking oil that's extremely expensive and only available to a particular person only if you know somebody and that culture again I didn't realize I was I was living in that bubble and still everybody didn't get all the cannabis that I was getting and didn't wasn't able to see 150 strains at a certain point. It was still you get what you get. Um, so it's hard. The there's two different sides to the world, and I don't really see either of them working. Because in that one percent, it's only that it's the cool kids club. It seems if in Calgary, if you're gonna do a 
a free event or a sesh or whatever, you would meet those same 50 people every every single time and then there's the ogs the old old school people the growers that aren't really in that heady scene and they still like to smoke joints and they're they're quite traditionalists and again that's that's another scene that i'm just not um absolutely comfortable in Mm -hmm. and so yeah i'm just kind of falling in this middle ground and trying to pave a new way where we can have informed educated consumers where it's a much more comfortable atmosphere i really just want to be able to smoke cannabis with my mom and her not have it make have it feel like anything dirty or the propaganda or the negative stereotype that cannabis has been looked at all right so you're home you're in your hometown yeah do you does your mom know that you consume do you could do you consume around her yeah so you have developed that relationship with your mom well i've been getting in trouble for a long time like you know (laughs) i got busted when i was 12 years old and then it was 13, and then it was 14, and then it was 15, and then it was 16, and then it was 17, and then it was 18, and then it was 19. So you've been getting trouble your whole life. How yeah. old are you? You look like you're like 24. I'm 25. It's my okay. 26th birthday <laughs> in two weeks on May 4th. Um, but I've been in cannabis for a decade now, uh, like actively as a job, working on a commercial level. Uh, you were able to work in cannabis at a, as for, a 14 year old 16 I'm oh, 25 six, uh, I turned 26 okay, you did. two yeah, weeks yeah yeah, yeah 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 you did so I met uh I met my my mentor wow. and, and she was uh she was amazing and I was I was in it I knew that this was what I wanted to do for my life um every other job I had in between was just a building block to figure out how I can create the personal brand that normalizes cannabis in the best way and that's why I'm the cannabis sommelier yeah, I like that. When I was 16, I wanted to be the next Barbara Walters. Respect. <laughs> Barbara Walters was a talk show host. I don't even know who Barbara Walters is. I'm blocking yes. it right now. Well, I mean, I grew up in a tiny town, as we discussed last night. And yep. We got one channel, and it was ABC. Okay. And so Barbara Walters was the uh, the talk show host that did 2020. And so she would do these intimate interviews with world leaders and famous people and make them cry and make them tell her stories that they didn't necessarily want to talk about. And I'm like, man, I bet I could get people to talk like that. Like, that's what I want to do. You're the motherfucking Barbara Walters of the podcast. Barbara Wawa. Yeah, you're Joe of Casually <laughs> Baked. You're the new Barbara Walters. There's going to be this girl, her mom's going to be listening. She's like, oh, yeah, what do you listen to in the car? She's like, oh, don't worry. It's just the podcast. She's like, one day I'm going to be Joe. <laughs> this is journalism. This is uh, broadcasting. So it's that's pretty cool. You, you you know, you're, you're well on your way to being Barbara Walters right now. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because all the, um, the moms in Marin okay. who I help them either figure out how to get themselves away from drinking a bottle of white wine a day and you know figuring out a new way to decompress from the kiddos or how to talk to their kids about pot or whatever they have um they've deemed me the uh oh yes they've deemed me the um Jopra, Oprah of pot. The Jopra. Yeah so um so that's been that's that's been pretty fun too yeah, oh, this did, is California beer. I know. I kind of botched it. I didn't have. Uh, I was gonna go get Alberta beer because there's 39 craft breweries in Calgary, and then I was like, ah, oh, well, I have Lagunitas in the fridge, and I'm sure she's had this before. So, well, to be perfectly honest, um, I'm a little bit of a wuss when it comes to hoppy beer. So oh, I'll well, do my best. You're in the Thunderdome now. 
I have a si- I have a cider for you if you'd like it. No, uh, no. You'll struggle through it. Well, I, I like will. IPAs because they're the they're amazing um, for cannabis pairing. Right. Be- of course, the hops. Of course. Humulene. So, I for those who don't know, uh, there's a terpene that was found in cannabis. Um, it's called humulene. They found this terpene as they're researching cannabis and this distinct smell, and they wanted to place its genetics. And what they found had the exact same terpene profile was humulus lupulus hops and so um that's why the terpene humulene is humulene because it smells like beer hops so yeah they're cousins they're cousins they're they're genetic cousins we love it um so yeah so if you if you have an ipa that og is very good um any of those big gassy really pungent aroma classic northern california strands are so good with ipa right on do you have anything for us that we need to try out Mm-hmm. i got lots of stuff <laughs> you're in the thunderdome remember <laughs> i got some crazy stuff i wanted to bring some some really cool stuff um these are all blind right now so i don't actually know what any of the strains are because i do i do blind tastings for a gentleman and uh i write a book with them which is really cool we're it's still gray market stuff, but we're doing my detailed tasting notes for absolutely everything he runs this year. And uh, it's okay. It'll be loud. And in between, uh, <laughs> and in between um, different crops as well. So I'm able to see, like if he's doing five crops of a specific strain, he's sending me absolutely every single one. And in every iteration, he's doing a live resin, a live rosin, a rosin, a full spectrum extract. And then I get to write these notes all blind and... Uh, because what the the big thing I want to do is teach people to blind taste cannabis. Um, so well, that's... let's talk about that for a minute because okay. you know I I like to tell people that their relationship with wine can be very comparable to what their relationship with cannabis can be. So mm-hmm. you know, exploring the the terroir and nice, you, you know, nailed the word. Thank you. Well, I've lived in the wine country for a little bit, right? So, but you know, like really diving in before you begin and just like you know what do you smell like what's the Mm -hmm. first word that comes to your mind and you know we do that a lot with wine and it's so easy to to take those same skills and use them in the cannabis space so what are some tips that you have for me and oh yeah people to do that well it's really easy to pretend like you know what you're talking about that's number one if anybody's ever been to a wine tasting it's great. Pick like three words that you're just going to anchor onto and use those so well. Like just read one small document. I don't even know what that word's going to be for cannabis. Just remember myrcene, limonene, and beta carophylline. If you can remember those three terpenes, you're you're absolutely set and you'll sound like a pro anywhere you go. But I don't want people to just sound like no. pros. I want people to know what the fuck they're talking about. Well, and I think that's... So the number one thing is you're never wrong. Nobody is ever wrong. Whatever you smell is what you smell because smells are only memories. We only taste five things, sour, sweet, salty, bitter, and umami. And we smell millions and millions of things. And that combination of taste and smell is flavor, but we can only have flavor through memory. Um, so everybody's memory is completely different of that of that moment, of that aroma. So you're never wrong. Trust what you think and say it out loud so take your cannabis if you have a if you have dried cannabis um i would suggest putting it in a container locking in that container and letting it 
ruminate, hang out for at, at least a little bit to collect those smells. Because what's happening is every time you open the jar, it's oxidizing. Um, just like if yep. you leave wine open right when you open it, it gets good. There's a moment where it's best and then it starts falling off. And that's exactly like canvas. Um, so open that jar and stick it really close to your nose. Like get in there and just love it. A deep, long sniff and then take it away try and understand if you can't understand just keep smelling it and really just start enjoying the cannabis and think about it on a deeper level than it just smelling like cannabis or skunkiness wine never made sense to me until i removed the idea of alcohol and then it became a really complex um intricate beverage not there to get me drunk and that's the hardest part about cannabis is everybody just assumes that it smells like skunk right away make Mm -hmm. sure you fight through that become familiar with it and then after you've smelled it, you know, feel free to write notes too. Notes are probably the most important thing. Everybody should keep a cannabis journal because we're all so different. And those smells and flavors are really what's dictating your cannabis consumption experience. THC is only like gas in a car. Um, mm-hmm. And I think people a lot of times have trouble getting creative. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes having a fragrance wheel, a wheel or, you know, one of those little totally. kind of terpene wheels so that you can look and see like, you know, woodsy citrus and, you know, whatever these things are. And it just keeps dialing down and down and down. And I think something like that helps people totally really recognize what they're smelling. I, you know, I think people are really easily confused to think that I'm just really good at saying words out loud and like (laughs) a lot of people think i'm full of bullshit but it's like i come from i uh, years ago like well yeah years ago you know uh 18 to 21 i wanted to be a rapper that's what i did i produced music i released albums i transitioned in dance music but i was a i was a i was a rapper and freestyling was my absolute favorite thing to do so that transition of freestyling was really easy talking about wine talking about cannabis as soon as i knew the words so that's going to wine school we can look back at my first wine tasting notes and they're so simple like i struggle to even think about raspberry gravel strawberry and you know it's very basic and now it's just like freestyle rapping i can literally just go as long as i want to go before i switch my rhyme scheme or go to the next Mm -hmm. to the next moment and so it's all your flavor flow yeah my flavor flow exactly (laughs) i had to learn people don't with like with rapping especially people don't understand or poetry even that all of us create rhyme schemes and the way that we create our flow is um very very personal and unique and that's why people have flows and rhyme schemes are you know a b a b rhymes very simple or a b b a whatever and that's just like the tasting note um when i was able to break it into an analytical system um appearance aroma taste overall impression it became really easy to have my flavor flow and just yeah i like that repeat those four things again uh, so it's appearance. So, uh, when we, I invented the hundred point scale to grading cannabis, which I can't believe nobody did before me, but through the hundred <laughs> point scale, uh-huh. you get 20 points for appearance, 40 points for the nose because the nose knows 20 points for flavor, and then 20 points for overall impression based on your experience with cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig it. And that's, yeah, it, they get a lot deeper inside of those and there's a bunch of other things i could talk about but on the on the on the yeah keeping it simple that i like that and the nose knows because 
those aromas like if something's not pleasurable to you when you smell it it's probably not going to be pleasurable to you when you taste it yeah i agree i think that's you know for somebody brand new if they're going in shopping for cannabis the first thing is let's look at the thc content look at the thc levels if you're brand new i know you might think you need 20 percent or higher of thc but you mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. so it's like find that middle of the road that nine to fifteen percent thc and then smell all of those strains the unfortunate part about here is you can't smell anything before you purchase it um you we, they, ha- they have the sample jars out but you could just look at those i could we well, couldn't could, open them you can stick your nose in them but they're the bud box market is, it's not designed very well <laughs> to uh actually smell and like you experienced one day out exposed to the air and cannabis is almost destroyed um it, it because there's zero percent humidity it just oxidizes well then fast. come visit me in oakland oh yeah i'll be do there do your <laughs> Do your uh, do your sniffing profiles uh, in California, and then come back to well, I got to Canada backwards somewhere, right? Well, and I'm talking about your listeners, my listeners. Yeah, I love it. Go somewhere where you where it's legal and and practice and play this game. Yeah, Denver. Cannabis tourism is a real thing. Cannabis tourism is huge, and figuring out how to do cannabis tourism has been the hardest hurdle lately in uh <clears throat> in Canada. All these people have so many great ideas of, of, of activities they want to do. And then it's like, okay, well, how do we actually give a cannabis-centric experience while giving the correct duty of care based on the legalities that have been presented right now? And it's- yeah, is there um, like a Canadian tourism board or the Calgary tourism board where you go and like, okay, how do we make sure people have a highly responsible experience when they visit us around cannabis? Like, I think that may now be one of the reasons why this lady from Tourism Calgary reached out to me for a coffee meeting. Well, good. Did not think about that reason of why she might want to have a conversation, but that's totally the reality. I'm, I'm the only person in Calgary that's curating events like this that are ex- at, extremely cannabis centric. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the important parts for me last night and you was that there's cannabis in all forms. And and if you don't want to consume cannabis, you're also not excluded. Um, But to be cannabis-centric and to be a cannabis pioneer and event host, we we really can't forget about the cultures that do still exist. The people that want to smoke joints, the people that want to vape, the people that want to have dabs and do all of that. Everybody needs to be included because the shift isn't just what I want or what somebody else wants or the heady guys or the OGs, but it's collectively all of us and it's finding that middle ground. Yeah. Well, and I think that that is one of the most responsible things that anybody in this space that's really wanting to, to push things and to create a thriving cannabis culture here. It's like, you know what? I am responsible. I know I know what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like just showing up and and having those coffee meetings and and being that squeaky wheel and you know being the person that's like, "Hey, I know what we should be doing. Just listen to me. Yeah, Let I'm, me help you." Help. Hello, I'm the guy. I'm yeah, the guy. Yeah. Right. And you know, and sure it's a little extra work and you're not getting paid for it, but really you will be getting paid for One it. Day. You know day. what I mean? Yeah. I want to be the guy. That's the that's the plan. Be the guy who knows the things. <laughs> oh yeah, I was on my I was on my feminist cannabis diva soapbox last night at the party talking to all the ladies. <laughs> all the ladies, the ladies were in it 
I, I like that. You know what? I think that was actually the most female presence we've ever had at a dinner, which made me really happy. Um, I begrudgingly always assume that it's going to be men mm-hmm. and like kind of a 30-year-old dude. Um, and it's really nice to see the transition of who is 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 joining for the dinner since they mm-hmm. are a totally private kind of wink wink nod nod thing i don't know if you got to meet oliver last night uh, the cool tech chick um she sent her mom for brunch and her mom was the coolest lady oh she was so awesome she she you know she was um in that probably baby boomer-esque demographic mm-hmm. and she was just so excited to learn she was an og 100 percent. best line was like one guy was like, yeah, I think I'd like, you know, like a 30, 40 plant grow something of a, like, you know, a size, but it, it might take a bit to take care of. She goes, yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> we all, everybody looked at her like, how, how many plants does this lady have? Like, she's a gangster. She's just sitting here soaking in all the information from these young guys. But she was so excited to learn about rosin and all those things. We should have a dab. Here, you should smell this. This is some hash. Well, it's not, it's butane hash oil but it's uh it's 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 white it's clear it's um yeah piney terpen terpinaline yeah mm-hmm. alpha pinene <laughs> all right all right and what's my other what's the other option you have well let's find or is out. this the one that you recommend i don't know they're both blind i haven't even oh, dug into any okay. of these yet Quite literally, just tasting samples. That one's pretty. This dank. one's a little. Well, it's it's a little sweeter though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I but, like this one. Let's do this one. Let's have that one. I look forward to it. Mm, baby dab nice. me. I like to be casually baked. Yeah, it will be a baby dab. <laughs> She's living the tagline. If everybody heard that, casually baked the podcast on Spotify, Google Play anywhere yeah anywhere you listen to podcasts i hate it when people ask me that like where can i listen to your podcast it's like what do you mean i do a professional podcast (laughs) just google it it's literally everywhere you can listen to a podcast do you know there's still so many people that don't know how to find podcasts (laughs) yeah i mean i have to i have to share that information all the time i take i take people's phones out of their hands i've really just started saying google it google yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well my cards i ordered like a cards before i ever uh started the podcast and now my podcast isn't on my cards and i and i give people the spiel it's like i host a youtube channel and i have a podcast and i do this and this and they're like oh where can i listen to the podcast and i'm like you know just go on podcasts on your phone and they're like i have podcasts on yeah. my phone <laughs> but what's been surprising to me was that uh there's a lot of different podcast aggregators yeah like just Mm -hmm. i had no idea people number one when i started a podcast i never listened to a podcast before and i didn't think anybody actually listened to them i thought it was just kind of a place (laughs) to smell your own farts and whatever um but it's crazy yeah that rss feed people pick it up and it goes everywhere yeah people care people are interested like yeah digital media is uh it's kind of a big deal right now it is did you do radio or what what made your transition into this what did you do before 
like living. well i've been in experiential marketing for okay. over 20 years that's a good transition experience yeah so marketing. so it's all been media based so i worked for cbs sports cool and infinity radio which is cbs yeah. radio doing the spot radio sales back when howard stern was part of the network I howard said, yeah and then um Worked for local radio in Austin, Texas. I sold KLBJ FM for four years. So it was like I, I had the sales chops, and then I, you know, put together events, and then I traveled on the uh, PGA tour and with the NFL, and did a couple of concert cool. tours. Beyonce and Jack Johnson, and so I kind of wow. learned how people like to romance products, and and then I have a broadcast journalism degree. So I was like. You know what? I might as well use that now. We might as well do it. Okay, we're on for our dab. All you have to All do right. is hold it straight up and down and just lightly suck on it. You just leave it. It's so easy. The future is great. The Puffco Peaks are... Yeah, this is super easy. I don't have to pull it? Nothing. 2019, smoking cannabis. Press a button. Weed. There it is. It just kind of buzzed in my head. What did it tell me? It's going into sesh mode. <coughs> so if you want some more, I can turn it back on for you right now. Because I'm going to keep going for probably the next like minute and a half, to be well, super honest with you. I figure um, <coughs> the safest thing, if you're trying to be highly responsible, a little dab will do you. Then wait for like 10 minutes, see how you feel. And then you can do some more. Yeah, so leave it, leave it there and it's, it's all good. We'll just heat it back up. That I'm tasted like, really nice. I'm glad you liked it. I really so this is what I put the idea of a thousand dollar gram out there a while ago, and I said I want to be the guy that sells the first thousand dollar gram in Canada. People shut your mouth. <laughs> I hate that. No. Why? This is an incredible product. He bought a forty thousand dollar filter just to make it that color. Like you know, this th these are the things that you need to do. If I've last so you really yeah, you should just go ahead and move on to L.A. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, you know, my last name. We don't want your kind in Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm here. There, there's, there's a clear consumer difference, right? There's a person that wants to drink a twenty dollar bottle of wine, and there's a person that wants to drink a hundred dollar bottle of wine, and there's a person that wants to drink a thousand dollar. Absolutely, of wine. absolutely. And I think all those people need to be recognized and not exploited but in some circumstances you know i see a lot of two three five thousand dollar cannabis cigars that go out gold wrapped that exactly that's my problem because we still have people that are in jail for being the wrong color smoking cannabis yeah it sucks so to if be you're black yeah. or brown and smoke weed it, <laughs> so yeah. if you're gonna spend three thousand dollars on something i would like you know, why not donate that money to somebody, you know, yeah. to... I know, if it was a perfect world, if it was a perfect world, but we have alcoholics, and we have people that are alcoholics Yeah, I know, and it's a capitalist society. Yep. My my bleeding liberal heart can't take a lot of it. I, I know, it's <laughs> it's hard. Last year on my birthday, I got to drink the most expensive bottle of wine I had ever drank, and now what do I want to do? Only drink, like, $5,000 bottles of wine. Why? Because they taste so much better. We just need to create that... Uh, tiered system and you know you'll be able to you can get a great bottle of wine for $30 that tastes like a $100 or a $500 bottle of wine it's all about being an informed consumer so tell me on this on the gray market what does what does this go for that would have been $135 gram so that was like a 
yeah, like a okay. $10 dab. Okay. But <coughs> this is kind of the highest tiered product right now. Well, I guess it's not. The high tier is sitting between 100 to $140 a gram. Okay. But in California, um, 710 Labs, Cresco Labs, all those people like you know, a gram of their live resin in these same forms from a retail outlet is around $150. And those are American dollars. So that's another 20%. You get a 20% discount on Canadian everything when you come. Right. Another reason to vacation here. It's like monopoly money now. Yeah, it's great. We've had some amazing meals. Good. Where and have then, you eaten? What was your favorite so far? Well, same me. Ten Foot Henry is uh, my fave ski. And it was so good. Katie and I went back two days in a row. That's the number 46 re- best restaurant in Canada? The that's list, it? The list it's just on came Katie's out. top five list well, in the world. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. The last time I went there, I actually had a really bad experience. So I kind of I trash talk it sometimes. Wow. Well, we had two amazing experiences. and um, I'm glad. I'm really happy. Oh, yeah. And you sh- I wish I had known you're at Hotel Arts because I would have sent you down the street. Well, you're here longer. Go to Bar Vanderfels tonight. That's the- they got what number fifty one best restaurant in Canada. We have reservations at Mercado tonight. You're- you'll go to Bar Vanderfels after after for- Mercado. It's a wine okay. bar. All right. Um, they just have yeah. My buddies are the are-, are the owners and Psalms and Will and Thomas, amazing guys. Thomas was a guest on the podcast and uh, just huge bins of wine out on the counter it's like a 26 seat restaurant and you know it'll be like what what do you feel like what 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 flavor do you imagine when i ask you this question and if you're like this and it's like okay i'm gonna bring you this and it's just it's all right i dig it we'll give it a shot it's it's a good it's a it's a good place uh yeah there's a reason it's in the top 100 restaurants in canada year after year and it's only been open for three years and it was the number three best restaurant uh, in Canada last year by On Route Magazine. So right on. Tomorrow we're going to Banff and Lake Louise for Earth Day. So oh, for Earth Day. Mm-hmm. Do you have your hiking shoes? Uh, yeah, yeah. My, uh, I got my limbs. Oh, nice. You'll you'll fit right in. Have, and you've obviously never been to Banff. It's amazing. I was there last weekend. Um, it's like the most. Yeah. I, what's I, the what? So what's the cannabis scene there? It's illegal. Because it's a national park. All right. So Edibles even, it is. Yeah. Consumption's actually illegal. You're not allowed to smoke in a national park. Yeah. Well, that's pretty standard. Standard business. Uh, yeah. So they banned all... There was a bunch of dispensaries that were supposed to open. And they're looking like they want to open them this summer. But it's just... Yeah. The federal government's into it. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't sell cannabis in the tourist attraction. It's literally just turning away money from from the system. Yeah. Well, maybe when they um, legalize some of these other forms of consumption, like the edibles and the vape pens and stuff, that may make more sense. But mm. they don't want people burning flour in a national forest. I guess, because then, then you could then you could yeah, it's, what it's kind of cannabis consumption, consumption people were having. But at the end of the day, by not having a retail store, you're just fueling the black market. Yeah. Like people are going to go somewhere on vacation no matter what, and they're going to ask for whatever they want. They're yeah. Just, you They'll know. just yeah buy in Calgary and then I walked out of the up. so we were at the Grizzly House we went for fondue for my buddy's uh, birthday his thirtieth birthday last weekend and I and I was like I don't know if you've noticed but nobody really seems to have any actual cannabis here like nobody well I, at least in my circle like yesterday at four twenty I'm like who has actual weed to smoke everybody's like no like 
I, I only have hash and I only have oil and essential oils. I'm like, fuck. So this was just like, uh, bam, I go and I'm like, oh, Clay will definitely bring some, some cannabis to smoke. We're all big fat backwood. He's like, no, I only brought dabs. And I'm like, ah. I had flour. I would have brought it. And so we walk out of the restaurant and I'm like, I really want to smoke a joint. I'm like, I really want to smoke a joint. Who's got a joint? Who's got a joint? And this guy's like, oi, mate, I got a joint you could roll. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, how you doing? And literally just hands me a nice size nug, paper. And he's like, I can only roll two papers. Banff is invaded by Australians. Uh, it's <laughs> it's basically just little Australia in Alberta. Uh-huh. Everybody just comes to drink and fuck and snowboard. <laughs> and it, it's it, it's pretty awesome. Like, you know, if you're going to do something in your life and you're like, yeah, my Banff, that's a place to go. And uh, so right now is like the tail end of all their work visas. And so everybody's having a really good time. They have the money from working the ski hills. Everything's <laughs> We're right down. on time. Katie. <laughs> yeah, for Earth Day, it's gonna be an absolute party. Like it's what a, what a fun place to be. <laughs> All right. Well, I may or may not share stories. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You. Oh, you, that's so funny. Yeah, it's a it's it's a great place. You get so many awesome pictures. Have you ever have you ever been to the Rocky Mountains, like in Colorado? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's the same. <laughs> same but different. Same, same but different. Totally same, same but different. But uh. Yeah, it's 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 cool. I wish. Uh, where was it? It was was it Boulder or where in Colorado? Vale, where they where they had like, um, it was the tiny ski town, and they had more cannabis money come in than anywhere else, and they were able to donate m- the most of any city in Colorado back into their public services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes me think about the exact parallel and the kind of audacity to not put a cannabis retail outlet. In, in, in the city. Yeah, I mean, that's a great example. That would be a great conversation to have at that coffee meeting. Mm. Yes, that would be with tra- Travel If Alberta. you need any coaching before you have these talks, call me. We oh. will get you ready. I This is important. Yeah, it is important. I like doing it, too. <laughs> it's, it, it, it is important, and somebody has to have the conversation and needs to be presented correctly yeah. or else. Well, and you are, you know, a... Good-looking kid. You have a good head on your shoulders. (laughs) You're well-spoken. You know your stuff. You're doing good things already. Like you, you're a great poster child to push this through. I'm rooting for you. Thank you, (laughs) thank you. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, everything works out. I just need. I think once I start garnering a little bit more media attention again. Well, the last time I garnered some good media attention, it put like a big X on my back. I had. I did a article in the globe and mail which is canada's oldest national newspaper okay and um i was on the in the pursuit section the cover story was beppy carousel is um like one of the most he is the og wine writer in canada he's been writing for the globe and mail for like 25 years he's badass like the fact that i got an email from him i was like yes like this is so cool and then we had a three and a half hour conversation such a nice guy anyway so he writes this article and um I'm the I'm the middle quote that's like cannabis and wine are the exact same thing. There's a nice paragraph. Rogue beverage pioneers like Andrew Friedman are presenting cannabis and wine dinners under the radar uh, all over Canada and has even been in the United States. Literally the next day, it's like AGLC. Hey, so, you know, what are you up to? What are you doing? What's going on with this? And I was like, oh interesting wow yeah 
It's a double-edged sword, my friend. I want to be the post. I want to perpetuate, you know, that. how, do, how else do we end the stigma unless yeah. people are talking? So it was even yeah. funnier. I went over to my neighbor's house because they wanted to get to know us. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, in their late 60s, mid-late 60s. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we were reading the Globe and Mail and there was something about a cannabis sommelier or something like that. Yeah, it's it sounded like a, it was a really neat story. And I was like, hmm, that was me. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they were, it was just, uh, they were blown away. But I didn't realize how much a, a, a position like that would... Um, perpetuate what i was trying to yeah to elevate say. the conversation yeah exactly all i'm trying to do this is my tagline because i love your casually baked thing i'm bringing the conversation of cannabis back to the dinner table there you go i dig it yeah you know maybe we'll get shirts i'm thinking up for swag so hear me out on the on the swag because i want to do a, some kind of swag for dinner i, I want to do a wine glass i think it's i think you know you because you have your one glass through the night as things progress mm-hmm. through white to red mm-hmm. and i'd love for it to just say elevated dining series and then just have a like a little one maybe a little wine glass and a little cannabis leaf i'm still figuring out that branding but would you take your wine glass home with that oh yeah yeah I would. yeah that would be a good okay yeah. i think i think that's the i think that's the swag i'm like what do i what do i give i'm not going to give people lighters it's not going to be papers yeah i think that's good okay Okay. I would do it. Sweet. I mean, it depends on what your budget is, because you don't want to give away shitty glasses. No, they're they're not bad. They're but like eight bucks a glass. Okay, I think um, maybe the glass for dinners, mm-hmm. and then if you do a brunch or something. Brunch is only gonna be on four twenty. There's no way I'm doing brunch again. Okay, that yeah, was taxing. Yeah, that was. I mean, because I'm like, that's a lot of work. <sighs> that was a long day. Brunch eleven to one. It was incredible food. And it was so cool, but. Then just like the reset, wash dishes, clean the place, make sure it's prepped and ready for all the dinner guests. Mm-hmm. Chefs still working. Like, I felt I felt the worst for him. You know, he's that's a long day for him. Luckily, I'm probably the best boss ever. <laughs> I don't know. I might micromanage a little too much. Well, I think he did a good job. We had a we had a great experience. And if you, you know, want to come and do something in Oakland, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of this stuff that happens in San Francisco and in the wine country, mm-hmm. but I feel like Oakland gets neglected a little bit in that regard. Everybody's and we've got scared. some, we've got some really cool venues and, and I think really doing it differently instead of it being so like sophisticated and you know pinky out like you know like homie it up a little yeah like you know have <laughs> i don't know it would be fun to collaborate and I'd and love that. do something and yeah and let you you know experience my cannabis culture i'd love and, that you know maybe you there's some things that you'd like that you could bring back to calgary and don't forget i'm i'm the backwood smoking rapping uh jewish canadian cannabis sommelier over here if there's one place i want to be I'm an Oakland Raiders fan too. I, I, you know, I want to be there. I like wearing a suit all the time. Don't get me wrong, but you know, well, well, I, right now you have on a flowery shirt and my Canada is already great hat. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what that hat. I was like trying to like nonchalantly look around you to see if you were wearing a Trump hat or not. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, you're like, you know, you were bashing this guy last night. <laughs> I, I listen to your podcast. You fucking hate him. Clean water over the border wall. Like this is my big pitch. Why don't we desalinify ocean water over building a border wall? That funding, I'm so fucking down for that funding to figure out how to make ocean water drinkable water done 
such a better problem. But I haven't heard anything about the border wall in a long time. That really kind of disappeared like a fart in the wind about well, three months ago. Well, that's because the Mueller report is finally out. So, we, you know, everything's smoke and mirrors. We just hear what we are wanted to hear. So Would I just you be a politician? I would be the president of the United States. If, uh, I, was no. the, if I was the U.S. guy, I'd be like, yeah, there is, I, may, I might be good at it, but there's <laughs> no way with my record and my history that I would ever... Not not record like criminal record, but just like <laughs> <laughs> just past record. And we had this conversation last night. It was like, have you ever bailed somebody out of jail? Yeah. No. Mm mm. I did. No, I don't think I've ever. You know. Pocatello, Idaho. <laughs> we won't forget you, Pocatello. <laughs> Fuck you. I love you, Uncle Frank. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. You were the one that reminded me of the name of Pocatello. Perfect, Uncle Frank. You're a good dude. We like you. Shout out to you. I hope you listen to the podcast. I that hope you listen to the podcast town, too. Pocatello. So I was I was telling a great story where everywhere we went, we were trying to buy a bong. It was like, okay, let's go to the smoke shop. Let's go. You know, you'd figure either the gas station, the smoke shop, or a dollar store would have a pipe or a bong. A dollar store would have a pipe or a bong? Well, Not can- where I'm from. Well, you're in Canada now, okay? <laughs> like, if you go to the dollar store, you're going to get a pretty good pipe. <laughs> I'm like, just go to the grocery store and buy a the fucking gro- apple. I, that was the funniest thing. Uh, thinking back on the story. Oh, yeah. So everybody's like, no, we don't we don't sell that in Pocatello. Now that I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, why the fuck didn't I just get an apple? I think I ended up making like a really elaborate Gatorade bottle bong out of uh, like a cut up can yeah. and a pen stem. You and youngins a- try to make things too difficult. <laughs> well, that's why I brought the computer bong out for you to smoke. Yeah, no, and- this, this is pretty rad. I would have one of these. They're pretty good. I've one broke on the po- on a podcast once. That was pretty funny. I just pushed this button right here. Double tap it really quick. Mm, no, it needed to vibrate. Here, pass it here. I'll start it for you. Okay. All right. And it's gonna vibrate in your hand, and then it's good to go. Okay. Yeah, Puffco. If you want to sponsor me at any point, like you know, we do kind of sell advertising here. I kind of plug your product every single <laughs> show. Hook your brother up. <laughs> I could use like eight more of these for the dinner series. I promise they'd be they'd be represented well. Well, are you just talking to them on the radio or are you reaching out to them? I think I'll send them this clip from the radio. I think that would and be... I'll be like, you know what? This got a lot of traction. We're in the top one hundred food podcasts in Canada and I said this I said this on the podcast. This is a real thing. At least one would be great. I never lied to you and the big thing with are you talking to me or puffco now both it's it's a little bit of a it's it's a double dip that's what we're gonna call it um but a lot of people scam them for a lot of parts because it was such a not well working electronic my work both worked 75 percent are you gonna send them this part too i would Well, I think they should know. I did a review on, on the interwebs forum on YouTube, and, and they, you know, they, they should know that it's, uh, like, it's a pretty good product. I like the product enough that I represent it constantly. Um, you want to try it, Katie? Yeah, you It's might. just a baby. You're fine. I'm going to have this, this pen, too, because pens are, this is the big, the big talk in Canada's the pens. Everybody wants a pen. I know, and I just want to roll my eyes because I don't care about them. I don't, 
I don't love the pens. I I don't either. Nobody really loves the pens. Oh, no, soccer moms really love the pins. Katie really loves the pins. Well, because it's it's awesome. I was driving home today, and I was and it was sitting in my cup holder, and I was like, oh, have a little sip, have a little sip, mm-hmm. have another little sip. But that might be the very dangerous part of it. It's a medicinal dose for me, everybody. I have a license. And I use discretion when I drive. Um, but I could see those soccer moms just getting blitzed on their way to practice. Well, and for someone who's never been a flower smoker, like that's, that gets them plenty high, mm-hmm. but I just, I prefer smoking or vaping flower. And so I don't get oh, I'm sorry. the juice off of that, that I do from smoking flower. Although there is, um, a new brand that just came out, um, called Hanu Stone. You'll yeah, have to check out. I, have, I saw their product, but you can just put any other pod in, right? Or do they have a proprietary pod? No, they pod? have, yeah, they have a special pod and they're partnering with specific growers, I think, and having, you know, these different series, but. Have you talked to them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. so you're in it. I see all these brands. Well, you're wearing the Paragon shirt, so it kind of makes sense, but these are all kind of brands that are connected through them i think as well but you're right in the california cannabis scene you're talking about all the hot and hip brands oh yeah they i mean they're my neighbors are there in the you know when we got to do a dinner let's we got to bring all these awesome brands in because they need to they all do marketing things and yeah Yeah. we're we're gonna throw a sick party i have some awesome ideas well and i in my studio i have this kind of loungy area up front and i have been threatening to do these casually baked conversations and just pull in some of my friends from the industry and just cool. have a little smoking session and just talk about whatever is kind of comes up. And That's a great like monthly episode to stick in mm-hmm. just as another piece of content to listen yeah. to. That's the one hard thing. I don't know if you listen to Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk or like any of his content models, but yeah, he, I, I know who he is. And it's funny because anything that he always talks about, I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm already doing that. Well, and then that's what I like. He's like reaffirming for me. Uh-huh. He's like, if you're good at, at, at the hustle, then it's like, fuck yeah. It's like a little pat on the back, you know? You're like, all yeah, right. Yeah, because he's telling everybody, you got to get into podcasting. And I'm like, all right, I'm two years in. But he... Catch me, motherfucker. Well, he, he, well he's catching you really fast, right? No, no, makes, I'm not no, competing no, no. with no, Gary. No, I don't, I don't mean in that sense. I mean in like episode sense, because this is the one thing that he talks about is like more content, more content, more content. Because one thing, yeah, but hit. you know what, and that's where that's where I veer off because I'm yeah. like, fucking take a breath and balance. Like for me, okay, it's yeah. more content, more content, more content. No, because I have to put my arms out and say, hey, people, I need a fucking life, and yeah. me giving you. But what about really ten minute solid micro episodes? Shit what if you every- did? an episode every day well no so that well because that's kind of his model right now it's pissing me off i don't like but it but he it's can afford him. to do that yeah right you know i still have to hustle if my podcast was the full-time gig i could sure pro- i could probably right. do a podcast so now it's day. like let's get to these twenty thousand downloads then yes i will totally play with that model yeah. but right now i have to be realistic well and so it's okay let me create this content and then how can i chop that content up into smaller and reuse that into micro stories that's it's the thing to it's do. an interesting idea that he was talking about because i still listen to him a lot i really like some of the stuff he talks about because i pieces. like him i i I like his energy. I, I think I don't great. really like him as a, uh, 
but oh no, I do because <laughs> I do. <laughs> when we look at when we look at streaming culture and how streams work, like I don't know if you've heard this Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus track, uh, "Old Town Road." It's gonna be the I laughed at that song. Yes, everybody laughs the first time, and then listen, and then listen, and it's the, gonna be the song of the summer, and it's gonna have more streams than any other song ever. It's gonna take out Gagnum Style by a mile because it's two minutes long, and it's making stream money. And Gary, I know I heard him talking about this like a year ago. But he just didn't give away all of the all of the pieces. He was given like the little tidbits, mm-hmm. and that's why he makes five and six minute podcasts because you can get people to re-listen to it or oh, listen yeah. to multiples, and then you can get to twenty thousand downloads so quick. Yeah, and I, li- I I do three and a half hour podcasts and shit. Like I'm amazed anybody fucking listens to me. Uh, We're not I, talking that long. I have ADD. You know, you got, <laughs> got dinner, right? Oh, what? yeah, and I do have dinner reservations at 7.30. Your dinner res is at 7.30, so I'm basically kicking you out in like half an hour okay. max. Right. Um, but yeah, I couldn't imagine like... I could imagine, though, banging out these six-minute videos because a lot of my videos on YouTube that do the best are, like, short ones that are how-tos. Well, I, mm-hmm. I can tell you, I can tell for anybody that's listening that wants a good tidbit of pumping data and getting those analytics, short how-tos, unboxings, reviews, absolutely get the best mm-hmm. results. Yeah. Education, absolutely nothing. Um, mm-hmm. sh- showing people you opening shit, two minutes of that people want to see you buy stuff it's crazy i know and that stuff makes me want to vomit i just and so it's like for me i'm like i i'm sorry i'm not going to like set up a photo shoot to open my mail like i just can't do it so you know but i i am open to you know what i've started doing is splitting up the interview from the smoking session right and so launching those as two separate pieces of content that's a good idea yeah because i'm like uh, you know that that feels natural to me like those are the things that i feel comfortable doing and that's two different pieces of really good content Mm -hmm. because one can be more business oriented and one can be just yeah and some people don't give a shit about a smoking session and some people that's all they want. Feel like they already, yeah. you know, they already know or they're like, I'm never going to Canada. I'm not listening to that crap, but I'll listen to, I'll listen to people smoke and be high and talk. That's funny. Yeah. That's so, a- yeah, it kind of, it feeds both the, those people. Cause they're interesting niches. Like with beers with buds, I didn't realize that, um, the, the theme of the show was like authenticity and entrepreneurship. What makes a good entrepreneur and what are their points of view that's making them, succeed in whatever niche they're going into yeah Uh, i mean it's really just trying to train you to have these perspectives like you know you don't know what you don't know mm -hmm. and so it doesn't it doesn't matter what subject matter it is everybody can hear themselves and their situation and their plight as an entrepreneur in the stories that he's telling totally oh okay hardest part about doing a podcast what's the worst part for you do you produce it all? Do you do like the whole shebang? Yeah, so I have a studio in... Yeah, your studio is sick. It's way better than my office. Uh, I love it, but <laughs> you know, for me, I need to have the space feel as professional and as tightened and buttoned up as yeah. I want my product to be. And so I created that environment and I do produce it. Yeah. Um, I do edit. On lo- what do, you, <clears throat> do you use Logic? What do I you know. Use? I do use Adobe Audition. Cool. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pro. Like if you're a real pro in the <laughs> actually using audio, because I just use this to produce music. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And um, and then I, I hired an audio engineer okay. who I then turn the file over to and he, um, you know, 
cleans up those ambient sounds and all the kind of you know random like police car that drives by downtown oakland or whatever you know yeah he can fix that stuff and what are the p's called the plus the i'm gonna just keep wrecking it those oh the pop things there's a specific word for it yeah and i'm not i don't fucking know but i know how to take them out you know yeah i got i got you no worries um and so the thing for me is explosives they're yeah 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 it's I love being in the moment and recording and talking to people. But then whenever I'm done, I would like to just be able to send it off and let somebody else deal with it. Disappear from it. But when I've tried that, I get it back and I'm like, wait a minute, that this this doesn't like you pulled yeah. my story apart or my idea doesn't sound like what I meant or whatever. Right, you edit yours. Right. Well, which is, and I, I only edit it if someone that I'm talking to, mm-hmm. maybe they say something and then they're like, I totally said that bad, or I really would like to re explain my business or whatever. And so, you know, I'll cut some of that stuff out. I'm ruthless. I never give anybody the chance. I like, I screw them in the first 30 seconds. I remember I was doing one with this rapper mm-hmm. and I was like, I start, I introduced him by like his old, battle rap name and he looks at me he's like no 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 he's giving me like the cutthroat like no and i'm like no 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 man you're snitched out right now i was like that's what we're talking about i was like we're gonna talk about it at some point you gotta live up to your nickname and he's like oh. <laughs> well and so th- i do um kind of clean up the podcast piece yeah but the video i just let it ride so if you that's cool. so that's kind of like the unedited version. If you care about that, you'll watch it on YouTube. The video is always interesting. Like I've been I've been trying to start video. I'm probably good, just gonna mount a camera somewhere, but I'm I don't really know. Like I know how to do it. Hundred percent, I know how to do it. I'm just one. Okay, everything I do, you're I just like, adding work. Yeah, and I'm and I'm also pretty cheap. Like everything I do is just. Um, I do it on the most cost-effective scale that I can to build my business so that I can put the most amount of money in well, the right directions. Okay, so lean startup is great. Mm-hmm. Cheap is not great. Okay, I'm not so, cheap. I'm okay, lean startup. Okay, yeah, all right. I like, I, like, sure. I like this wording. Okay. Right? I'm really good at talking about romancing wine and cannabis, <laughs> maybe not my business, and uh, <laughs> how, how I've built it. Lean startup. Yeah, that's good. No, anybody that wants to do a YouTube channel, you can do it on your phone. Well, and yeah, I have the new iPhone, and it is great quality. That portrait mode, though. Mm-hmm. You, any, anywhere you want to go, you know, yeah. I just feel like a supermodel every time. I'm like, <laughs> just, get, just get me here. I'm like, look at the blur. You used to pay people thousands of dollars to you get You know, I put one of our pictures on um, my Instagram channel this morning, at Casually Baked, and it turned out a little grainy, so I'll have to once we launch this show. We'll fix it. We're up. gonna do. We're doing this little crossover episode. So once I launch it, I'll, I I'll put a crisper crossover. picture of us out. Sweet, and I've got lots of video for you. I love the crossover episode. It's my first crossover episode. It's like I always loved the Sim- the Matt Groening ones, the Simpsons and Futurama. Those, mm-hmm. That's that's what got me excited about it. Or American American Dad and Family Guy. That's what I thought about when we first were like, let's do a crossover episode. I was like, yes, like cartoons. Yeah. I'm such a fucking nerd. <laughs> That's okay. Nerds are cool. Now they're cool. They were they weren't very cool before. Like being a wine guy, if you you know, like it's interesting cuz the people 
there's a fine line with the pretentiousness and like a lot of the people that are in the wine world or big mm-hmm. wine geeks. Um, but then, but it's cool to think that people think I'm cool because I'm a wine nerd. And like, oh, that's something I never thought anybody would learn about. And, you know, you're like a tattooed young guy. And that, so I, I'm happy that being a nerd, cannabis, entrepreneurship, and technology are all really cool in 2019. Or I would be fucked and totally you wouldn't have up. that pretty little lady downstairs no way yeah i got i got so lucky i'm still i'm still don't know how i tricked her into marrying me so tell me have you been to the wine and weed symposium no i wanted in to sonoma county i i i thought about going but then i was kind of like oh well if they're not gonna like haunt me being there or like you know oh see sometimes we have to just like put our ego in the nightstand and lock it away and i'm a lean i'm a lean startup i know i know but you can pay for those kind of trips by flying into oakland and us doing a dinner and then you go to the show straight up now like this year i think that's a really big reality is Mm -hmm. i should do a dinner in oakland do one at one yeah, of the winery just, partners I've been talking to and then be at the Wine and Weed Symposium. Yeah, I and I have... it says the Wine and Weed Symposium. It should be cannabis. Well, um, I can help cl- connect you with some people that are both cannabis and wine people in Sonoma County. So we can... Yeah, let's crush it. Let's... Yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah, so that's... I think that would be important for you to go to and just also... Um, you know, great introduction of you into that space. Well, a great place to shake hands. It's interesting. I had an email from a business advisor business advisors are interesting people and a lot of it was stuff that i was already doing but one thing was like you should be in wine and deeper in wine circles and i was like well all i've done for three years is be in wine like in calgary i'm i'm the cannabis wine guy like you know everybody knows me outside calgary in wine maybe nobody knows me nobody knows me i'm probably just the cannabis and wine guy i'm not a i don't know anyways so being at that the wine and weed symposium is a great place to position myself again as a really good blind taster and as a solid wine person in those groups because i could imagine it's it's very wine industry focused and not so much cannabis industry focused i I haven't been to it um but well it'll both be our first year it sounds like yeah but it's i think it's really just talking about how do we make those worlds connect in a way that feels good to everyone because i think wine feels a little threatened by cannabis. Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those kind of like kumbaya, let's educate and collaborate kind of a thing. How could wine ever be threatened? Well, I'll tell you what threatens wine a lot more than cannabis is water. Like it takes <laughs> 500 liters of water to make a liter of wine. If anything's threatening wine, wine, it's it's water. Like they shut the taps off in Johannesburg this year. Yeah. But they... St- they still send water to wineries with drip irrigation, but it's like, so that'll wine will become an extreme luxury in cannabis. You can do hydroponically, super easy, uh, extremely cost effective, creating your own water table, and yeah. that's the real threat. Yeah, no, that's smart. Smart. Yeah. We'll see if anybody's talking about that this year. Maybe I'll be the guy to give the chat about that. And- there you go. All right. Well, thanks for playing. Thanks for the beer. Yeah, you're ready. This is your and, moment. Uh, okay, I got to ask you a question. Oh, There's okay. a question I ask everybody. All right. You get a microphone all the time, but if you get a microphone on my stage and you wanted to tell the world anything and they're all listening, what would you tell the world? 
Well, selfishly right now, I will tell the world about my business. Um, Money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, if you are curious about cannabis, I am in the business of can of confidence. And so if you haven't subscribed to Casually Baked the podcast, I would highly encourage it. I would as well. Um, And also, if you are somebody who is kind of struggling with something in your personal life surrounding cannabis, I have um, an advice show called Love Mary Jane. And so it is um, all about relationships in the modern cannabis culture, whether those are personal, professional, within the community. And um, so you can go to lovemaryjane.net and um, you can ask me any of your cannabis-infused relationship questions and I answer them on the show. It's a lot of fun. That's cool. Okay, before, I gotta ask. What's a what is? Have you had any crazy ones? Like, is there any like really good ones that were like stuck out so far? Well, I mean, so you can find shows on um, the yin and yang of dating somebody who's sober and you're somebody who consumes. Crazy um, would never work in my world. Okay, there is a show on switch hitting somebody who's considering. Um, changing teams in their 30s. Oh, like you know, becoming a, uh-huh. a, gay, a homosexual? Yeah, being like, I've been dating dudes and this isn't working out for me. Am I crazy to want to date women? So that was a fun one. We had a good time answering that one. So I partner with different people who are experts in Just that field it, or ooh, whatever. Everybody, listen in. I want to know the answer to what your advice was. <laughs> I probably would have just said, go for it and see how see if you're into it. I don't know. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Everybody go check it out. And there's, um, there's, there was one about um, people that are, you know, kids are now out of the house. They're starting to experiment with cannabis again and like how can we use cannabis in the bedroom to have a better experience and so yeah we talk about all kinds of fun stuff it's uh you know not something you listen to with your kids in the car yeah of course of course not well we don't have kids so that's okay what was that one called again love mary jane and and what's your instagram that is at love mj pod Oh, nice. And and then ca- casually baked, exactly it's, like it's... Yeah, at casually baked. Do you, have, mm-hmm. do you have a website for that one too? That is casuallybaked.com. You locked it all down. You're I casually did. baked. I'm casually baked on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on the World Wide Web. Okay, well, we're casually... <laughs> Thank you for getting casually baked with me. Thanks for hanging out. Cheers and uh, yeah. safe travels. Yeah, Welcome thanks. to Canada. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs>